1: Hello folks, Colm Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. Welcome along to a Rotoviz Radio production. In just a little moment we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the Rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools. It sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RVRADIO at checkout or by going to rotovizcom forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can write and review on your favourite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Roto-Viz Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast. What will
2: Carson Wentz's 2020 look like? Will Kyler Murray throw for more than 25 touchdowns? And what should we make of Dalvin Cook's holdout? We're talking all that and more on Roto-Viz radio what's up Roto-B? Welcome back to RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Bet Online in the FFPC. I'm Dave Cabin, senior fantasy analyst at RotoViz, joined by the editor in chief of Fantasy Labs, part of the Action Network, Matt Friedman. Um, Matt, uh, seeing as last you used last episode to um, micturate and defecate all over um, my range of outcomes app, and then completely went off the rails on it. What was a terrific outline uh how are you doing tonight uh
1: i am doing pretty well uh mictorate i'm uh really impressed by that one i I just have to say
2: that's actually from the big lebowski when um mr lebowski says to him you know something but like anytime someone mictorates on your rug and i'm responsible mr lebowski
1: OK, Some, something uh, I've seen that lines. movie once, which is probably sacrilege. But uh, yeah, that anyway, w- way to go deep and pull that one out.
2: Yeah. So that's that's actually I would say my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. You've only seen uh, it once. You got to go back. Yeah. How old were you when you Or were? Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll phrase it like that. How old uh, were you grad
1: school. You I was in grad school. Grad school.
2: Yeah. OK, that was probably a pretty good time for it. Um, I think the thing about The Big Lebowski is. There's so many different things you can appreciate about it that are extremely subtle and not in your face at all. That it's worth a couple of watches.
1: Yeah, that's all um, I'll say. Okay. Sounds feel good.
2: Feel free to to shoot back with something that I need to to rewatch or watch again or something if you want. If not, we can press on.
1: Uh, no. Just be aware that I'm going to derail this show once again. Oh, Continue. Oh God, what are you trying to Are you trying to become a Fantasy Mansion Matt Kelly? <laughs> No, it's just uh I sometimes I don't dig deep into my derailing talent and uh you know I have some questions. I'm, no, I'm you're, feeling you're good I'm at it. You're it, good a at little it. Bit. All
2: right. And also just to give everybody a little preview, we have confirmed with Fantasy Mansion that he's gonna be coming back on uh at some point this summer. So you can stay tuned for that.
1: More oh, importantly
2: good. I'll uh I'll plan to skip that episode. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. <laughs> you you guys you guys can record on your own.
2: Yeah. Uh. It, that, yeah, that's always a fun one to, um, to edit and then put back to, together. That's one of the few shows of ours that I actually have to spend a fair amount of time editing. Um, but okay, Matt, talk to me about Dalvin Cook and the holdout, you know, that he is planning on uh, doing and what you think of Alexander Madison, the Vikings running back situation, everything that falls in that
0: nexus
1: uh i'm i really don't think anything of the holdout in terms of like adjusting rankings or anything like that cuz dalvin cook has zero leverage um the new collective bargaining agreement gives teams the power to severely punish players if they miss uh i believe 5 or maybe it's more than 5 uh days with an unexcused absence uh and so dalvin cook if he holds out um he will be at risk of being a restricted free agent next year instead of an unrestricted free agent. So, like that would be the ultimate way of shooting himself in the foot if he actually wants to maximize his value, which it seems like he wants to do. Um, so I'm assuming that somehow it works out. Dalvin Cook returns, he plays, you know, if not a full season because of injuries or something like that, as close to a full season as we can project. And if you look in the very handy road of his screener uh, and you look at what Dalvin cook has done in his three seasons in the NFL on a per game basis, he's had 54, 54 and 55% of his teams carries. Uh, I mean, I would project him for roughly around that. In fact, I projected him for a little bit more than that this upcoming season. So uh, I think he's going to play if he starts to slip in best ball drafts that you are in I think he does provide value in the bottom half of the first round okay
2: um so just to kind of close the book on that that means that you are not really in any way shooting Alexander Madison up your rankings
1: it's weird uh I'm I'm doing both I'm holding steady (laughs) on Cook and moving Madison up a little bit Right. But that Um, makes sense
2: because Madison, you're going to be drafting at a point where it's the type of, it's not a high leverage pick. So like, you're still not caring if you miss and you'll take the possibility that something does happen with Cook, be it through a holdout or in the season that then, you know, allows him to really surpass his ADP.
1: Yeah. So I think what makes Madison worth more now, if you think about kind of the theory of, of drafting backups or kind of number two running backs, um, the guys who are worth a little bit more are worth more because they get more usage, uh, things like that. But if Madison ends up paying off, I think what makes him different now is that he pays off in a massive way because that means Dalvin Cook just is not there. You know, like it's it's hard to to go with someone uh, like Tony Pollard um, because you know like he's not really going to get usage or something like there has to be like Zeke is done for the year and then Tony Pollard explodes but like we now actually do have like something that could take Dalvin Cook off of the map for an entire season potentially you know what i mean like if he actually goes full levy on bell and decides to hold out so i do think Madison is worth more uh than he was you know, last week or something like that, but, uh, I am still holding steady on Dalvin cook. I like it. Um, I
2: think I'm, I'm basically going to be doing the same thing. Um, but let's get to today's FFPC stat attack. And that is in 2017, Carson Wentz passed for 33 touchdowns and 3,296 yards in just 13 games that brought him to a points per game. Average of nearly 25 points. We are going to be talking about Carson Wentz after I remind you that the FFPC is the home to the best fantasy football leagues and contests in the industry, including Dynasty, Best Ball, and of course, the world famous FFPC main event to learn more or to join a league head to myffpc.com that's myffpc.com and of course we've got a handful of tools at Rotovis specifically designed for FFPC domination. So Carson Wentz ended up doing really well in my projections. Um, I still have a couple of teams to finish, but he could be my quarterback five, which is not something I was expecting. Of course, it is a really tricky situation because Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey could easily miss a lot of time, which would really kind of change the entire makeup of the team. How hard do you think that makes it to know what we can expect from Carson Wentz and I feel like I am too high on Carson Wentz and I really need to go back and think about how I arrived with him having such a bullish projection. Um, am I far
1: off from you? How, you know, how far apart are we? Um, It's hard for me to say right now how far apart we are because I'm I still have a lot of team projections to do, but yep. to the first question about, uh, the impact of Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson on Carson Wentz, um, I don't think it's honestly that big of an impact, uh, for a few reasons. One, I have a, a pretty top down approach and, uh, I think quarterback is much more important than wide receiver. And so I would just sort of expect that more or less, Wentz would have production within the same range. And uh, if it's not going to Alshon and Djax, it's just going to other guys on that offense. Um, you know, uh, Dallas Goddard, for instance, would be someone who I think would be a prime beneficiary if one of those guys is out. Um, so I'm not really factoring much in terms of like Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in terms of what they mean to Carson Wentz. Um, to the question about Carson Wentz and how like bullish you are on him, uh, I don't know how this uh, would sort of play into uh, your kind of perspective on him, but I have him right now for around uh, 4,100 yards passing, around 30 touchdowns, a little under 10 interceptions, and then actually not that much rushing. Um, I think maybe part of that is just because of the uh the injury. Maybe he doesn't kind of run as much as he used to. Part of it is that I'm thinking, um, that we actually see Jalen Hurts maybe kind of play something of like a um, I don't know, like before uh, I'm I'm blanking on names, which is very like a Taysom Hill, like play right. sort of like a Taysom Hill kind of role. So maybe some of the the rushes that we would have expected to go to Carson Wentz end up going to Hurts. So um, I have him for like around like 150 rushing yards. Um, so that I imagine will like bring him down in my projections relative to yours. Mm, interesting. So I actually
2: only have him uh, with 218 rushing yards and one touchdown. Uh, really what's driving things heavily for him in my projection is let me look so as far as passing attempts go i have them you know maybe around like the 75th to 80th percentile of team passing attempts when i'm all done but i have him at 7.7 yards per attempt which would tie 2018 for the highest of his career last year he was at just 6.7 did play 16 games through for four thousand yards but this projection assuming he played all 16 games Put with the 7.7 7 puts him around 4,700, 4,800 yards, which I think is really what's driving me up. I also have 34 touchdowns. I think that this is a little too strong of a projection for him, but that's, yeah, that's super. <laughs> so, so that's I super need to go aggressive. back and revisit it. Now, one of the challenges of doing something like this is for me, my quarterback results Aggregate based upon what the running backs and the wide receivers do. Um so I need to figure out, you know, like which player I am too high on, or if it's just collectively all of them. Uh final point I want to bring up on the Eagles here is that um I'm also on board that even if Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey do miss time. Um, I don't think that radically changes the projection for Wentz. So for me, he's probably not really the QB5. I think he's probably closer to maybe QB9 to 12-ish. But this is a different situation than like if you're thinking about Tom Brady, if you take out Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, how far does Tom Brady fall down? It's It's a different situation than that, I think.
1: Yeah. I have one thing that boosts Wentz, and this is probably something that uh, you have working in your models, too. I have the Eagles projected for a lot of plays per game, like around 66 and a half plays per game. So they don't even need to be a super pass heavy team in order for Wentz still to have a lot of passing opportunities. Um, But, you know, like there is the possibility that they could rely on the pass quite a bit. And I still have them, I think, like as an above average passing team. So, yeah, like the the rate of play is really, I think, what uh, would fuel enthusiasm for Wentz.
2: Yeah. So just to put things in perspective, last year, the Eagles ran 86 more plays than league average, which is very aggressive. Um, yeah. And that is something that I have translating into how I was building the numbers from Wentz and the rest of the team. So um, that certainly is driving it. Uh, last year, we spent a lot of time before the season talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, he really did deliver with a very solid rookie season. Arizona didn't run as many plays as we were hoping they would. Uh, but Murray still managed to accrue production on the ground through 20 touchdown passes. Fast forward to 2020. He has DeAndre Hopkins in his arsenal. Do you think he can pass 25 touchdowns? I think it's definitely a possibility, but more to the point, how likely is it that we see um, Murray get to like the 26 touchdown type of range?
1: Hmm. Um, honestly, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done the, the projections for Arizona yet. Yep. I Just kind of shooting from the hip, I would say like, That feels roughly like close to a median outcome and like, maybe, maybe I'm just wrong on that, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, I don't know, like thinking of the quarterbacks last year, like Carson Wentz got there, you know, uh, like I don't feel like that is actually all that high of a number. Um, well, I can tell you that,
2: um, last year, the 60th percentile, actually not just last year across the last five seasons. For fantasy QB ones, the 60th percentile for passing touchdowns in a season is 24. The 70th percentile is 26.3. So, you know, you got to figure that 25 is probably somewhere around like 65th percentile.
1: I think he has a pretty good chance of getting there. I think I think they are going to uh play faster than they did last year he has better weapons and I do think maybe they lean a little bit more on the pass and then I just expect him to be better this year than he was last year
2: yeah so last year they ran 31 plays less than league average this year I have them going a little bit above league average and then I have Murray in my projections going for 25 touchdowns so I think it's definitely possible we see him you know kind of get up into that 75th percentile or better type of range um Kyler Murray I think that he is a fantasy quarterback I'm going to be hoping to get in 2020 Uh, but let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor bet online There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches, and if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day every day live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? Bet Online has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BlueWire for a free welcome bonus. That's one word BlueWire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, Matt, we are going to play a game called the $100 Choice. I felt like I had to give you very specific parameters here so that I don't get the um, the the snarky response to when I set this game up or when I set these questions up. Okay, so for each okay. of the below, the only um, thing that you need to know is we're pretending that I'm the richest person in the world and I can just give out hundred dollars like it's nothing. So. I'm going to ask you a series of these questions. You just give me their answer in a yes or no. Feel free to elaborate on it. And if you were to get it right, I would give you the $100. So you have to give me a yes or no. For the purposes of this show, you can outline your thought process. Does this all sound okay. good? All right. Uh, It it sounds like something. Okay. Miles Sanders finishes as a top seven running back.
1: No. Uh, I like Sanders, but um, I feel pretty decent about the top five guys, Uh, you know, like the top, the unanimous top five, uh, including Dalvin Cook in that. And then I think Derrick Henry is a really strong number six. And then, you know, I'm assuming this is PPR, so... yeah. You know, I would think that like Mixon or maybe even Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, like someone gets there before Sanders.
2: Yep. That makes sense to me. Even though you might think that Sanders is good, the odds are, you know, probably higher that or the odds aren't, you know, great to finish as a top seven is given those other players. Okay. Ben Roethlisberger throws for more than 4,300 yards.
1: Yes, he's been Roethlisberger.
2: Okay. Um, interestingly enough. If you actually look at Roethlisberger stats, because we're going the whole season and I probably should have had this up in, let me just give you the last five seasons. Well, we'll go from 2008 back to 2014. Uh, Passing yards, 2018. Oh my goodness. 6,129. 2017, 4,261. 2018, 3,819. Of course, he only played 14 games. 2015, 3,938 on 12 games. So ultimately, this was a question of if Roethlisberger, at this age without Antonio Brown, is still going to be able to move the Steelers down the field. It seems like you think that he can. Debo Samuel gets more than 95 targets.
1: Okay. So I actually have just recently done the uh, San Francisco projections. So let me actually look yep. and see how many uh, targets I am projecting him for. Uh, you said more than 95. Yep. Uh, I have him projected literally for 94.95. <laughs> so I will uh, take the under there okay
2: (laughs) i was trying to to get to the trickiest number i could find and it sounds like i may have done so um aj green scores more than 200 fantasy points
1: no that's uh a high number for a guy who hasn't played a lot of games recently who who has a rookie quarterback uh who isn't going to be able to form chemistry with him because of the coronavirus okay
2: um david montgomery gets more than 275
1: carries Oh, boy. David Montgomery. Uh, I'm going to say no. I do not believe Montgomery gets that many carries. Um, that's a pretty healthy number of carries in uh, today's NFL where yep. teams lean more on the run uh, and then also have committees. So 270, 275, right? That yep. would have been, like, close to a top five number last yeah. year. And, uh, I mean, Montgomery, I think, is... A little bit undervalued, uh, or maybe that's not the right way to say it. Like Montgomery has potential, but uh I just don't see him getting up to that number.
2: So this is why I asked the question. In my projections right now, I have him at 252. I bring it up because I do see sometimes on Twitter people talking about, you know, why are people forgetting about David Montgomery? You know, he's gonna have such a high workload. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking at the situation saying, well, Tariq Cohen's still going to be heavily involved in the receiving game. Maybe Montgomery does get some receiving action. Um, but with the Bears' pace, the amount of rushing attempts that they're going to take in the, in the rushing share that I see Montgomery getting, I don't think he's creeping up into that type of range. Granted, 252 is still a pretty strong that's, that's number, a high number. Of, of attempts. But my point here is I don't think we're looking at David Montgomery cow.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he had 242 last year. Like we'd probably assume he gets more uh, in his second season, but uh, it's just hard to know what to do with that offense. Um, I think it might actually be a little bit better because of Nick Foles. Um, And so maybe there's just more opportunities there, but I don't know, just 275. That's just, that's such a high number for a, a guy that I don't, I just don't kind of think of as a top five guy.
2: Yes, um, I'm not going to argue with with you there, and I don't think many people actually would. Uh, final question here. Sony Michelle is an RB2. Oh,
1: boy. Um, okay, uh, per game or for the season? I will let you take that either way. Uh, if it's for the season, I'm going to say no, um, because I think that he has uh the risk of missing some games yeah. uh you know recovering from foot surgery and you know foot surgery could linger but um if he is healthy uh which is you know a big if uh, i think on a per game basis he maybe could be an rb2 um not because i think he's great but just because like he did have 247 carries last year and uh, i could see the team continuing to uh, give him opportunities in what i expect to be a run heavy system
2: yep um who would you and we're, we're outside of the game now that game is complete who would you rather own though let's say they had the same adp sony
1: michelle or james white in 2020 oh man <sighs> probably sony michelle um just because I think the Patriots' defense will be good enough to keep the Patriots close in a lot of games. And uh, even if they get down, I think they still might have a pretty run-heavy scheme. Uh, and I do think like a lot of the um, the value that James White had... Relied on his chemistry with Brady and uh, Brady's willingness to check the ball down uh, almost like incessantly to his running backs, and uh, I just don't know if that's going to be there uh, in twenty twenty. That's fair. I think that I actually lean though more
2: towards James White because I look at the receiving core that they have, and I think that the team is going to look for receivers that they know they can trust. They have Julian Edelman there; they know they can trust him. They need other players in this offense they can rely on. I also think that they start to do some of the things, maybe, I'm not saying I think it happens, but I think that there's a likelihood that they do some of the things that they did with Brady early on with Kevin Falk and getting Brady you know, kind of in a rhythm early in games or using it in important situations, like we've also seen them do with James White. So I would go with White banking on the fact that there's, or not the fact, banking on the expectation that they may need to make him like a focal point of the offense and one of those players that they use to help stid him through this first season. I do expect them to try to be a fairly run-heavy team, which could work out with Sony Michelle. but the other thing is I'm not certain that touchdowns are going to be something that can really push sony over the top this season when you compare him to james white um but i'm not going to go on on a limb and say you know i feel like hundred percent certain that it's going to be white not michelle but that would be how i would play it
1: yeah i think white is the better player uh i'm just not quite as certain about what the usage is going to look like
2: fair enough um all right matt well this was a much better episode than last week um you did not uh or the, or the first one in the week you did you didn't try to to steamroll me or um you know insult uh, the different things that i've built for the
1: site so well i didn't really see my my way in i mean i could certainly do that now if you wanted but um, yeah <laughs> well yeah. i mean did you have
2: anything, uh, you know, uh, festering in that, in that mind of yours that you wanted to share with us before we leave?
1: Um, no, I, I do have some thoughts though. Okay. Uh, big surprise on the, uh, the range of outcomes app and, <laughs> and, 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 uh, like actually, but potential ways to, to maybe use it for, uh, for betting on, uh, on, on player props, Yeah. uh, or like season long, um you know, like who will lead the league and receiving uh like futures things like that, um, but uh we can talk about that on a future episode,
2: yeah, actually, we should do that because I do know that um we've had a couple of guys for the site that um have used it for those purposes before in the in the past and and actually done pretty well, so I do think it's helpful for that, but we can cover that um perhaps next week, although fairly soon you're not gonna be you're not going to be around is that correct or is that July that you're going to be gone um end of june end of june okay yeah. oh boy um well in that note uh i think we will get to it next week but that does it for this episode you can reach us at Roto-Viz radio at gmail.com follow us on twitter at dave and at MattFTheOracle. the oracle thanks to bet online and the ffpc for sponsoring the show make sure to rate review and subscribe and as always remember it's not a fantasy if you believe it